Hi, I'm Beth Kuehl, your executive career coach and host of Breakthroughs, Smart Strategies for Business and Career Growth. I'm really excited to have Mallory Wegman as my guest on Breakthroughs. In 2008, when Mallory was paralyzed at the age of 18, she yearned to see representation. When she looked at the world around her, she felt isolated by her differences. It was then that Mallory learned it is hard to become what you don't see. For the past 13 years, she has made a conscious decision to do her part to fill that void. So our next generation never has to ask, what about me? Mallory is truly one of the most remarkable people I have ever met. She's a record-setting two-time Paralympic swimmer for Team USA. She has set 15 world records and 34 American records, and is also the recipient of an ESPY award a 15-time world champion, and a Paralympic gold and bronze medalist. Wegman has also served as a commentator on NBC for the Pyeongchang 2018 Paralympic Games, the first female reporter in a wheelchair ever to serve in that capacity. Wegman has established herself as a leader outside of the pool as well. She's an inclusion advocate serving on the advisory board of disability for Delta Airlines, as well as a co-founder and co-CEO of TFA Group, a social impact agency and production studio. A highly sought after motivational speaker, Wegman has presented at numerous Fortune 500 companies, including Bank of America, Morgan Stanley, Comcast, PepsiCo, Northwestern Mutual, Aetna, Accenture, and Delta Airlines. We're going to discuss her just released book, Limitless, The Power of Hope and Resilience to Overcome Circumstance. Mallory shares her remarkable stories and the lessons she learned by pushing past every obstacle, expectation, and limitation that stood in her way. And she helps readers to discover how we too can choose to rewrite our own stories to overcome the challenges in our lives. Welcome to Breakthrough, Mallory, and really look forward to this conversation, and I'm truly honored to have you as a guest on my show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to it as well. In your book, Limitless, there are just so many amazing quotes that it's hard for me to pick and choose, but I almost would like to start with one for our listeners, just a glimpse of the writing, because it's so beautifully written and, and powerfully written, and it's really also wonderfully edited. Mallory says, life is not an either or, love or pain. It's always both. In order to know the true heights of love, we have to crawl through the depths of pain. The only thing that pulls us through those depths is love. You speak so much about what pulled you through. And I just would like if you could expound a bit about, upon that or just um, elaborate a bit more on what does that mean to you? You know, Beth, I think in, in life, right, we all go through adversity. We've all faced and experienced hardship and trauma and loss. And for me, when I look at these seasons in my life, whether it be navigating through my paralysis at the age of 18 or going through another catastrophic injury that I faced six years following, I, I step back and I, I see the power of community that pulled me through. And this knowing and understanding that regardless of what happens in the days, regardless of what seasons we face, in numbers, we are stronger. And I look to my life and I see these, these people that have filled it with color and that have brought light and hope to some extremely dark seasons. 
And, and I know that at the end of the day, you know, and this is perspective that's coming hindsight 2020, but I know at the end of the day that, that that love that I was talking about there, that love that comes through community, it, it's the thing that pulls you through and sustains you. It's what, it's what guides you forward and allows you to realize that your now does not define what's to become. Mm. That is so powerful. I just want to closing my eyes and just thinking for a moment. You know, I've also had that experience. I'm a cancer survivor and just the community that I live in is, is really quite amazing. And I didn't always know that I was a perfect fit for the community I'm in. But when that happened and the way people pulled through for me, it was it was so powerful. I'll never forget it. So it's weird to say that it became a very happy experience course, because I survived. Uh, what do we say to people who may not have that at this point? You know, I think community can come in so many different um, versions, right? I mean, yes, when I was injured with my paralysis, I was extremely fortunate where I'm the baby of three girls. I have, you know, two incredible older sisters and two loving parents. And then outside of that, we have our larger family unit. And outside of that, we had our church community and we had our swimming community. And so we had this network, this web around us. But I think at the same time, there's been seasons of my life where community has come down to just leaning on my parents and sisters or husband and I as a unit or, you know, as silly as it sounds, my community sometimes is my husband and my dog. I mean, you know, <laughs> the community comes in a lot of different shapes and a lot of different versions whether you feel you have this large, robust community or whether you're small and mighty with just a few other people that surround you or you're finding ways to build it for yourself, just knowing that you aren't at this alone. And maybe your community is the, the individual you run into the, at the grocery store who gives you that smile in the moment where you needed it most. Just lean on that. Realize that that, that interaction made you feel more than in that moment mm-hmm. or the bigger one too. I mean, in all honesty is when you feel that void, sometimes the most important thing you can do for yourself is go create it. If you feel like you're lacking in a community, then be that community for somebody else. And, and that kind of helps wrap you into it as well. And so, you know, I, I am fortunate, but I think that I would say there are seasons in my life where that community has been very small and, and very kind of wound tightly because, you know, there's, there's certain things that you, you do, you lean on large numbers and there's other things where you lean on just a few people because it's a really tough battle. Um, and that's okay. It, mm-hmm. It's not, a, it's not a popularity contest by any means. It's just understanding that through the hardships, you're not alone. And those people that, or that person, maybe it's just one that brings you out of it also the very same individuals that give those moments of triumph meaning. That is very true. I I mean, I found, obviously it's true. It's true because you experienced it. It's your truth, but I, I do agree that it's a universal truth because I, I could see that when we're down and we say to ourselves, you know, I, I see someone else has something where I can help make it, a difference and uplift that person, then it gives purpose to that time, that moment. Suddenly our life has meaning. How would you give encouragement to someone who says, well, I don't have a great family or I don't have, you know, a great support system? 
Yeah, you know, I think for the biggest thing is for people who feel they do not have a community for themselves mm-hmm. is to go out and start to build one and be that person for someone else. Well, that's really what it's about. Yeah. What part of your younger self did you hold on to? So much. You know, so I think it's interesting, right? We we look at life and and when we've experienced trauma or adversity, or success even, we kind of create these before and afters. You know, this was this was the Mallory before my paralysis. This is the Mallory after, or this is Mal- the Mallory before I won Paralympic gold. This is the Mallory after. But the reality is, is we're the same person. Like the fact that I became paralyzed doesn't go completely fundamentally change who I am. And and I think that that was actually one of the things I needed to learn because I felt like my paralysis somehow was now becoming my defining factor. And I I really actually fought that really hard early on. And I realized that as we face trauma and adversity and success, it teaches us about who we are to our core and it heightens who we are. And while aspects and elements might change, who we are, it it doesn't. I'm still the same Mallory I was that grew up, you know, as a as a teenage kid in the Twin Cities in Minnesota. I'm fiercely outgoing and independent. I'm bubbly. I I love being a part of as we talk about community, being a part of the community and interwebbed within that. I'm still that person. I've just I've just grown through these these seasons that I've faced. Mm. And I think that that's something important for all of us to remember because that's one of the hardest parts I do believe of facing trauma or a hardship is feeling that we lose a piece of our identity with it. Yes. And when we can realize that that's still a part of who we are and we bridge it into who we've become versus letting go of it or fighting to cling on to it, then we get to grow into the fullness of who we've grown into throughout these seasons. Mm-hmm. When you talked about being in a mall and there were no, there was no representation of a person in a wheelchair, I will never go to a mall or a store again and look in the window and, and see it the same way. I, I, I very, I'm very upset about that. Um, I think just bringing attention to that we have to realize when we're trying to reconcile with what kind of human being we want to be, how we want to treat other people. You know, representation is one of the most important aspects of a society. And I think that when we have diverse representation in a society, we start to let go of this idea of what quote unquote normal is. Because at the end of the day, what is normal? anyways why why can't being why can't me being a woman in a wheelchair be normal why is that different right and so there's this aspect of the reason we perceive it to be different is because we don't see it represented anywhere and right. so if we have diverse representation we start to let go of what's quote unquote normal and what's quote unquote different and it all just is And so I think that that's really important, whether we are talking about disability, whether we're talking about race, religion, you know, sexual orientation, literally the list goes on. Like there's an aspect of we as human beings, we are fundamentally just that 
We are fellow human beings. No matter what color your skin is, no matter what your perceived ability is, no matter what your sexual orientation is, regardless of your gender, we're we're just fellow human beings. And I think representation is so incredibly vital for us to understand that there is just a very fundamental human desire to be seen for who we are and not what we're not. <laughs> and I think that that is really important. And and honestly, I didn't realize it until it literally hit me square in the face and my world changed. And I didn't understand the weight of that idea that it's hard to become what you do not see, but it is real and it is alive. And at the end of the day, there's a reason why I face the, the comments that I do when I leave the comfort of my home and go out into society, whether that be just going to the grocery store on a random Tuesday or going to the mall or wherever it might be, the comments that I face, they stem from a place of unconscious bias that has been nurtured in a society where we, we do not have diverse representation at our fingertips. And that has changed over time and it definitely has gotten better. Um, but we still have a long ways to go because media and entertainment is a big place in which we absorb information mm -hmm. and disability representation is far and few between in that industry. So true. Mallory, I'd imagine that most of our listeners are wanting to make a difference and thinking, what can we do then if we have these unconscious biases what can we do to make a difference? What does it feel like to be in a wheelchair? What does it feel like to be not well represented? And what can we actually do in terms of our own behaviors to improve the situation for people who are less well represented in our society? What are your thoughts on this? You know, I think one of the big things is obviously it's important to see. It's important to not just for me, for instance, not just see the wheels beneath me, but the person that is sitting in the wheelchair. But it's just as important to see that and not look at it with a mindset of limitation and, and perception of what you believe their capability is. I think that, that it's, it's this kind of slippery slope because yes, you wanna be seen, but then what happens is, I mean, I'll be honest, Majority of people, they look at disability as your lesson because you're broken. That is holistically untrue. I live an extremely fulfilling life. I am a wife. I will be a mother someday. I am a sister. I'm a daughter. I'm a friend. I'm the co-CEO of a production agency and studio. I'm an extremely, I'm an author. I'm a gold medalist. Like <laughs> th there are no limits. And I think that's one of the things that we need to let go of is that this idea that if somebody looks different, they are now less than, mm -hmm. and we need to create this equal playing field and path forward to understand that no one person is superior to the other, right? Literally no one person. And that is, that is extremely important. You can't just see, you also have to change your perspective and your idea of what worth is for mm -hmm. all walks of life. Mm -hmm. Well, I wish there would be a curriculum. Here's what I'm thinking and, and listening to what you're saying and deeply listening. I you know, wish there were curriculums in, in grade school. You know, education is key and having these conversations is so 
so important. And I think that we, we, we don't give enough merit to this idea of words matter and the language that we choose when we talk and the words that speak, they carry so much weight and they carry weight in terms of how our words affect other people, but they also carry weight in how our words affect how we think and how we behave, right? And so when we use certain language, we're inherently feeding into our own unconscious bias while also potentially being degrading towards somebody else without even really realizing we're doing it. And so I think there's that slowing down. And, you know, that's where I love kids is because kids are extremely, they're extremely intuitive, but they're curious. They're so curious. And, And it's interesting because I always, you know, when, when parents say they apologize on their kid's behalf for having them come over and, you know, look at my chair, you know, they ask me a question that to an adult seems extremely abrupt. I'm like, no need to apologize. Like, that we should be having that conversation. Like if, if the little kid walking by is curious, like, oh, what's that? Cause they'd never seen a wheelchair before. I'll tell them like, it's important to encourage that they see that versus shy it away as something we're not supposed to stare at because then it just co- continues to perpetuate this idea that people that look different shouldn't be looked at. And then they grow Now people who look different basically shouldn't be seen. Mm-hmm. And, and that's really important. And I think that's where I love my husband and I own a production studio and TFA group. And we do a lot of work in the disability community specifically and utilizing the power of storytelling to change perception of disability in our society. And most of our work is done in the sports world. And we talk a lot about show, don't tell. And I think there's something to be said of the more we can visually see things in our society, the more we have the opportunity to create our own perceptions and possibly even change our perceptions. We can talk all day long, but we have to start seeing. And so we love the power of sport because sport literally flips the conversation upside down on its head. I mean, we as a society see physical disability as being physically incapable of doing something, which is true to some extent. Sure, I can't put one foot in front of the other as a woman with a spinal cord injury, but I use my hands to wheel a chair forward and that wheelchair can take me literally anywhere in the world that I want to go. Sport showcases that. Sport takes takes that to a whole new level and that's where I'm so fiercely passionate about the Paralympic movement and the ability for people to see their community of individuals who we've kind of unknowingly coined as being quote unquote broken going out there and physically excelling and breaking world records and winning Paralympic championships and doing all of this. And I think that that is so vitally important as well. Brilliant quote of yours. Um, you said, I have to remind myself that healing isn't chronological. Explain what you mean by that. Yeah. Healing is not chronological. Every single person in every single corner of the world right now going through something. We are collectively going through something. And I makes this even that much more relatable in this conversation of healing's not chronological. It's through Mother's Day. How many individuals are there in our society that learn to be a mom? How many individuals put off having a family because of the state that we've been in this past year with the worldwide pandemic? 
many individuals have lost their jobs, how many goes on. And then on top of that, the extreme loss of the individuals who have lost loved ones, mm -hmm. the individuals that went through days like mother's day, losing potentially their mother to campus feel a spark of joy because I got to hear that wheel into the door of a bathroom for the first time. I walked out of my bedroom at my family's home, look in a mirror and brush my teeth in a sink and use a toilet to go to the bathroom and not be stuck on a bedpan and brushing my teeth out of a bucket. Mm. And then you have days though, where it's 10 years later and on a random Tuesday in the butt. Where do you get this courage? Where does it come from? <laughs> I just want to rub elbows. Uh, <laughs> I love a it. lot of growth. I love everything you say. It's like you could just talk all day long and I would just put a tape recording on in my house and just listen. <laughs> oh, too kind. Uh, a lot of growth and a lot of really good people. Right. Okay. Well, I just wanted to say, Mallory, we could go on and on. Your your book, Limitless, is absolutely, don't walk, run and get this book. Because if you want to be encouraged, if you're going through any difficulty, and now during the pandemic, as Mallory clearly said, we all are going through something, whether it's the, the pandemic or something else in our life, this is a really and one that's, that's whether it just, you're showing up or you're actually winning a medal, I consider you a huge winner, a fantastic um, role model for all of us. And I frankly think, Mallory, you've just begun. So continue to have strengths and know that people are rooting for you. I'm one of them. And uh, enjoy the ride. And, and as you tell all of us, I hope that you'll you know, give back to yourself some of the amazing strength that you give to everyone else. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. It was such a, such a treat to speak with you. I also just wanted to quickly say, I, I hope everybody uh, can, can know one thing that I've been told my entire life, which is you're the best, you can make a difference, and you can change the world. Mallory, thanks so much for those empowering words and for your encouraging us to have resilience and to recognize that we can find meaning and purpose from some of our most difficult life challenges. I highly recommend Mallory Wegman's book, Limitless. It's an empowering book. It's the power of hope and resilience to overcome circumstance. I have the link in my podcast notes. And Mallory, thanks again for coming on the show. It was really fun talking with you.